Ava. You're wearing lots of wigs, Ava. The side who dies and who lives, Ava. Darling, please just visit your worried mom. Oh, yeah. Guitar solo? Sequence where people get killed in Goodfellas? <laughs> and you're listening to the Dare Daniel podcast where you send us your most sinister movie dares, and we, that's Daniel and I, suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, and you know, Dan, I withstood torture for five days. Mm. Five days of torture, and I never said your name. Five days. Maybe, how about a thank you? How about a cup of coffee? Hey, you know, how, how How about a, hey, Cork? Hey, pal. Thanks. Nothing from you. Thanks, bud. Okay, you made it, you made up for it. Right there, right? Was that, I was, was sung always, to the tune of uh, Layla by Eric Clapton, right? Uh, that was totally evident. That there's no way you could not have missed that. No, I I mean I didn't get it until you explained it, but that is the hallmark <laughs> of a good joke. <laughs> With me as always is film critic and comedy understander Daniel Barnes. Hi everyone. <laughs> On this show we do your dirty work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them using our unique system. I will explain the system now. Run of the mill bad film, your everyday average yeoman's effort of a bad film. That's a, a dare. The next level truly atrocious movies, we give that the double dare and a movie that we actually like, a despised movie, widely despised movie that we actually like, we give that the reverse dare. This beautifully cool, crisp April evening, we're reviewing Jessica Chastain as a sensitive hit woman in Ava. We're also going to read some movie dares sent in by our listeners, but before, before all of that begins, Dan's going to tell you about the little thing he's drinking during the show. Well, yeah, absolutely. I am drinking yet another craft spirit from one of our fine local distilleries here in the Sacramento area. Quirky, this is from our stomping grounds. Again, our old stomping grounds. Not not from the Dova. The RC, baby! Dova, fool! We were stomping. We, the, our stomping grounds, people think they were small grounds. We covered a lot of grounds with our stompings. It was called Rancho Stomp Dova. <laughs> That's how we called it back then. You know it's true. So I have from a fine distillery out there called Gold River, I have Wheelhouse. Quirky, this is a whiskey, and I've drank a lot of whiskeys on the show, but this one's unique. This one is a malted rice whiskey. And if you know mm. anything about the Sacramento area, you know it's a big agricultural area. We grow 95% of all of the rice consumed in California is grown here in the Sacramento Valley. So this is a very... It's a local product made by a local distillery with local ingredients. It's a malted rice whiskey. It is 45% alcohol by volume. Quirky, I'm holding it up for you right there. It's kind of an egg yolky. No, I'm not holding it up for you. There I am. There it is. It's kind of an egg yolky, almost kind of like a pilsnery sort of a, a color. It's not as dark as some of the other I wouldn't rices, think that I... was whiskey. No, yeah. Let's uh, have a shot. No, that's good. It's interesting. It it actually it has a flavor profile that's a little bit similar to I would call it like a mix between bourbon and scotch. It has some of the sweetness of a bourbon, but it also has just this slight little bit of a smoky flavor of a scotch in there. Not it's not very in your face, but it's it's present in that uh, flavor profile. So go check them out out uh, in Rancho Cordova, Gold River Distillery, and their malted rice whiskey. They also have a bourbon. They have an absinthe. 
They have a gym. Wow. I mean, they got a lot of stuff out there. So go check them out. Speaking of shots, I had my second one of Moderna today. So I'm not drinking anything. But, oh, good uh, call. Good call. Yeah. Well, congratulations, though, too. I just feel like shit and look like worse. Well, Corky, I had a couple of thoughts on some of the movies we reviewed recently. First of all, Hercules in New York, as I just listened to this episode uh, a couple of days ago, putting it together for the show. We talked a little bit about how it's set in a sort of midnight cowboy era, New York. I tried to do a little research to find out, like, is this movie actually influenced by Midnight Cowboy? Because there's actually a lot of similarities in the story. Sure. Like, if you think about it, like, you have the fish out, this really statuesque fish uh-huh. out of water outsider who comes to New York City. He has, like, all of these family issues that he's left behind. <laughs> He hooks up with this really schlubby loser outsider who kind of gloms on to him. They have this really interesting wow. relationship. Even in the the James Karen character, the the professor and his daughter, these people who kind of collect these characters. You remember like the Brenda Vaccaro sequence in uh, Midnight Cowboy, right? Yes. Like we're collecting this sort of Warholian thing here. I don't I couldn't really figure out like when Hercules in New York actually was shot. Did it, was it influenced by it? Were these coincidences? It was hard to say. I think possibly it was. Yeah, I mean, Midnight I, Cowboy, we shouldn't give it too much credit for originality. I mean, it's a really great film, but like it, it, it played on some tropes. It, it did, But it did have some really interesting things going on about New York in that era. And Hercules in New York overlaps with it a little bit. I, and also, they were both ready to X originally, and then they're tying with Harry Nielsen because the, the song "Everybody's Nicking at Me." <laughs> yes, absolutely. All the time they are nicking at me. <laughs> Everybody's all the time nicking at me. I, you can't understand what I'm saying. Classic stuff, but it, it's it's just kind of hard. Given it seems possible. But knowing what I know about how movies were released in that era, they didn't have like the sort of hard release date now where it comes out in 4,000 theaters at the time. It usually, it's like how an independent film is released now is how almost every movie was released was that it started in the large cities and made its way, you know what I mean, over several months. So it's hard to say. Possibly, maybe yes, maybe no. Let's just say it's inconclusive. Dares. People got them, we need them. You got them, we need them. Hit us up with those dares on the Schmied. That's social media shortened. We put a shortener on it. Super short. That's just Schmied. It's not social media anymore. It's Schmied. Everyone saves a ton of time. So we're getting these dares over the Schmied. Remember, this saves time. Who do we got this week? It's our old boy, Leo Logan. What up, Leo Logan? What do you got for us, Leo Logan, who goes under the name Oz? Is that his name? Is he the Wizard of Oz? It's Ounce. Ounce? His name is Ounce? It's just an abbreviation of OZ. Shouldn't that be Ounce? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> what do you got for us, Leo Logan? He got Say It Isn't So. Oh, Corky, say, say it Say It so. Ain't So. Say It Isn't So. What is this movie? Say It Isn't So. It's from 2001. It's directed by J.B. Rogers. Stars Chris Klein, Heather Graham, Orlando Jones. That is the most 2001 cast 
of any movie ever released in 2001, before 2001, after 2001. That never got any more 2001 than Chris Klein, Heather Graham, and Orlando Jones. Not even the movie 2001. No, 2001 Space Odyssey was way off. Way off. (laughs) Why, Leo Ounces Logan, did you want us to watch Say It Isn't So? He says, if you think Chris Klein's worst performance was either Rollerball or Street Fighter colon The Legend of Chun-Li. Wow. You're on record as thinking both of those things, aren't you? There's a lengthy record in which I've talked at length about both of those <laughs> movies I'm just now aware of. Uh, no, but, but I'm just thinking like, man, he's got like three dares. In here I know. Because I right? haven't seen any of these movies. Wait until you see him embarrass himself just as bad as he plays a man who thinks he's falling in love with his long lost sister, Heather Graham. Have you seen or heard of this film? I saw it a long time ago. I saw it in the theaters, actually. You saw it in... Was this the last movie you saw in the theaters? This is the last movie, uh, and actually it doesn't star Chris Klein or Heather Graham or Orlando Jones. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> it's it's actually Rod Steiger just doing all three roles. <laughs> it's quite the feat. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I would absolutely rather watch that film than this <laughs> film, but it's a good dare. Uh, have you actually seen this movie? I did. I saw it in the theaters. It should be called I Wish I Was Something About Mary. That's what the movie should be called because it tries <laughs> so hard to be a gross-out comedy. Yes, that was like the post There's Something About Mary era where it was like, let's really amp up all of the gross-out stuff. It does seem like I, I read a little bit of uh, the plot synopsis of the movie, and it seems like there's a lot of – it's also kind of from that era of like it'll be really funny like people losing body parts – yeah, like really getting mutilated and like really hurt. There's like a whole third act sequence where he's got his arm up a cow's ass. Wow. And it's like, I think it breaks his arm. <laughs> Sally feel, and it's also was from that time when uh, it was like, let's get this really like Oscar winning actor right. to slum. Really hard and do like really dirty, like uh, fucking. She wipes a piece of stuff. bread on her armpits. Oof, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Good dare. Um, but I'd, st- I'd watch it again. I forget everything but Rod Steiger. That's a, that's the only part I remember. <laughs> Rod Steiger's in this, really? If three rolls, maybe. No, he's not in this. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> the pawnbroker should be in everything. Well, yeah, he's just as the pawnbroker. And the tattooed man. <laughs> Thank you, Leo Ounces Logan, for the dare. Thank you, Leo, and thank you for uh, your continued support. And now, our feature presentation. Ava. This movie was dared to us by Carolyn, a brand new monthly PayPal donor. And because she just recently signed up, not only does she get the PayPal, 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 thanks. Not only does she get the PayPal, PayPal, she gets sent right to the top of a ye old pile. Why did Carolyn dare us, Ava? She says. Friday night, I took some shrooms and listened to live DJ feuds of industrial music. I'm pretty sure this movie soundtrack was curated by the same DJs, but alas, I had to suffer through this sober. Sadly, the soundtrack is one of the least atrocious aspects of this movie. Fun drinking game. Drink every time Ava's handler, played by John Malkovich, refers to management. So, the first time we read this dare, I kind of transposed that she took shrooms and watched the movie, but no, she took shrooms... Listen to DJ feeds of industrial music, and that only reminded her of Ava. <laughs> Not really. She was reminded of the industrial feeds by Ava because of the shitty music. 
I'm pretty sure this movie's soundtrack was curated by the same DJs. We don't know what came first, Ava or the shrooms and industrial feeds. And we'll never know. We've made No, it's one of those mysteries that Carolyn brings to us. I, and I, I, we'll let it remain that way. Just let it remain a mystery. It's more enticing that way. The IMDb synopsis of Ava. Ava is a deadly assassin who works for a black ops organization traveling the globe specializing in high-profile hits. When a job goes dangerously wrong, she is forced to fight for her own survival. Yes, this week's movie is Ava, directed by Tate Taylor, written by Matthew Newton. It stars Jessica Chastain, who also co-produced. Also stars Common, Gina Davis, Colin Farrell, Joan Chen, and the great John Malkaclam. The film became the subject of controversy in 2018 due to past domestic violence incidents involving Newton, who was slated to direct. He was replaced by Tate Taylor, who previously directed Chastain to an Oscar nomination for The Help, which is a whole other episode of the show. Ava was shot in late 2018, finally premiered on DirecTV Cinema on August 27th, 2020 before getting released into theaters on September 25th. It it premiered on DirecTV a month before getting released into theaters, which it did September 25th, 2020, just as theaters were basically closing all over the nation. But then that's, I don't know, it's uh, the the pandemic has definitely played a lot of hell with the release date and with format changes and all these kind of things. I don't know if you knew that, um, that, Michael B. Jordan thing, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse that's coming out uh, on Amazon Prime. That was actually supposed to come out in theaters back in 2020, and now it's just coming out on Amazon Prime. (laughs) Interesting fact, though, um, about that. The delay was not related to the pandemic. Now, they actually tested the film and found that it contained trace amounts of remorse. So they went back. They had to recut the whole movie, take out all the remorse, get it out of there. This is Without Remorse. Tom Clancy won't put his seal on this thing if it's bad. Uh, the movie Ava grossed just under $500,000 domestically, about 3.3 million worldwide. Couldn't find a budget for it. 17 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, not good. 39 on Metacritic, 17 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wes Green of Slant said, quote, Ava isn't only banal, but also in its half-hearted stabs at novel ideas, seemingly content with its banality. However, the film has its defenders. Matt Zoller cites of RogerEbert.com, and really a disciple of Ebert's ethic of the half-hearted shrug of a thumbs up, gave it a half-hearted shrug of a thumbs up, writing, quote, if the action and espionage elements were executed at the same level as the dramatic and comedic exchanges and the observations about the types of people drawn to this life, Ava might have been a cult classic and, quote, quirky. We established last week that you physically attack anyone or anything who disagrees with you because of your fear bears. It's canon. It's canon now. It's canon, and we're just moving forward with that, right? We've mm-hmm. retconned it. We explained it. Uh, so tell me, in the case of Ava, are you about to mess with Wes Green, or are we about to get front row seats to the Matt Zoller sites fights? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. You know, the Tom Clancy No Remorse bit I I put up with, that was kind of cute. But God damn it, Dan, these choices. Uh, <laughs> I typically I typically like Matt Zoller's sites, or I don't dislike him, but my boy MZS is way off on this way one. He, basically, so that like, half-hearted partial thumbs up is, is exactly what that is. Because he's basically saying, if this were a this better awesome. movie. <laughs> right, yes. 
<laughs> then it might be a cult classic. Then it might be kind of regarded in 20 years as something that was overlooked. Something was worse. That is, that is not <laughs> If it were positive. completely different. If it were completely different. Then it oh might be something. Uh, no, this movie, I, I really like what Wes Green says. Uh, banal is a perfect word. Mm. The, this kind of movie is my number one offender. Mm. I don't... I'd rather watch a movie that is awful, that is low budget, that but isn't uh, is sincere than something that has just got all the star power, all this money, and does nothing original. And what it does, it does so pedestrian. No, absolutely, it, it is. It's awful. <laughs> it's so awful. It is devoid of any ideas, any originality, story. No characters you give a shit about. Nope. All right, well, fair enough. I mean, it's like a Hitman movie. But guess what? It's also devoid of style. Yeah. It's devoid of energy. Everyone is phoning in their performances like fucking crazy in front of and behind the camera. Let's not anyone let anyone off the hook for this fucking thing. This movie is John fucking whack. It is <laughs> awful. <laughs> so awful. I, I was thinking yawn wick. <laughs> There is a connection with last week's movie. Um, I, well, two connections. One, they are both terrible. Sure. Um, but also, both of the the New Mutants and Ava star an actress born in our fair city of Sacramento. Oh, that's right. Jessica Chastain, born here in Sacramento. She went to Sacramento City College. So, sorry, Jess. This is bad. Yeah. Uh, and I typically really like her, but Sleepwalking is perfect. Malkovich is somnambulant, but wow, yeah. Jessica Chastain is in almost every scene and looks like she would rather be anywhere else. And she co-produced the damn thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, she's not credible as an action hero. You're right. She is a very good actress. She has, yes. she has range. She can do a lot of things. But as an action star, you kind of have to be credible. There's a lot of times where this movie feels like it's kind of doing an alias sort of thing where she's doing characters and she's going around the world executing hits, but she's also got a heart and she's got daddy issues and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. Jennifer Garner is an athlete. She's credible. Yeah. Jessica Chastain's not an athlete. She's not credible. No. And the editing and the cinematographer are not helping. There's like two planes on there of credibility, right? There's A, be credible enough during the shots that you're in. To, to, to like make it work but also like get some goddamn help from your editors or your cinematographer your director anything i mean the movie is just it's not one person so in this movie that is is believable in a fight scene not colin no. farrell not jessica chastain not colin farrell's daughter uh and or in john malkovich that is, it is embarrassing watching john malkovich try to do that action scene because they just cut before anything it's it's that shaky batman begins cam yeah that where you can't tell what's actually happening Absolutely. And uh, I, I mean, if you look at those scenes with Colin Farrell and John Malkovich, I'm not convinced they were ever in a room together at the same time. Every <laughs> shot is an over the shoulder shot where you can't see the second person's face. It's just like, like they had different days that they were available or something. You know what uh -huh, I mean? Like uh -huh. this movie was just shot around people's schedules. I mean, it just seems like a whole mess with the director at the last second getting replaced by the director of the house. That sounds like something Chastain probably pushed for because uh, he, he directed her to her Oscar. He did, yeah. Also, can we just say the story makes no goddamn sense? I, I was trying to no. figure out the timeline of this. She went away for eight years <laughs> and she became an assassin. She joined the army, quit the army, became an assassin, and mm. it has this 
long history of this in eight years. And Jessica Chastain is, you know, this isn't a criticism of the woman in her uh, 30s. No, so she joined age. the army at 28, 29? <laughs> this movie contradicts itself on her backstory like several fucking oh, times. Oh, you mean the credit sequence backstory? That was fucking amazing. <laughs> All right, maybe we should just get Let's into get it. right fucking into it. So right away, we're introduced to our titular palindrome. That's Jessica Chastain as Ava. She's driving. She's applying lipstick. She's adjusting a blonde wig. We've got the DJ music. It's throbbing. Baby, right. we got a good beat going. Everything's going. Yeah, right away, like, you can tell that this movie wants to be like a lot of other kind of Hitman movies in that it is kind of stylish, but it is also very, like, stark in a, in a way, yep. you know? Like, everyone's, yeah. like, dressed really well, but there's, like, a games gamesmanship going on all over the place, and, like, the story is kind of, like, chopped up into these different sort of pieces. So we meet Ava, but... She is playing a part right away. The guy from the Fantastic Four hails her SUV at the airport. Uh, he, they talk a little bit. They banter a little bit. He does. Uh, he says, "You are American," because fucking a every fucking. I mean, because this movie's awful. It's just so poorly written. <laughs> the part she's playing is she's a chauffeur picking up a businessman at the airport. Yes, and you get it. You get the shot of another woman. Perhaps surreptitiously mm-hmm. listening to a uh, microphone, she's and she's on, on a motorcycle, motorcycle yeah. which is movie shorthand. A woman on a motorcycle is movie shorthand <laughs> for an assassin. <laughs> Absolutely. Why else? Why else? Uh, so they banter and flirt a little bit in the car. She pulls over and gets in the back with him, which is like your cue to say, "Like this is a hit woman. <laughs> she's about to mm-hmm. murder me." <laughs> like what the fuck? Where? Like you think you're awesome? Fuck you. Uh, so, but. No, she's not going to murder him because she's like, what'd you do? What'd you do? Yeah. Why do they want you dead? Uh, he pleads for his life. She says, don't beg. He doesn't know why he's been marked for death. And she says, subjects rarely do. And she wastes him in the car. But her whole thing is she's she's like, why? Why am I doing this? She, she gets the assignments. She does them, but she doesn't know why. And she only shoots him when he attacks her, when he goes, leaps after her, trying to get right, out of it. Right. Which it, this movie goes through great pains to absolve her of being a fucking stone-cold killer, of being an awful person. This movie tries to co-opt her blame through everything. Yeah. And it's like she has to know that he did something wrong. They always do something wrong. And it, she, she only shoots when he attacks her. It's like, no, she's just a fucking killer. <laughs> so we find, we meet Malcolm Clam. Malcolm Clam is Duke. He's talking to someone on the phone. And boy, we, if we were playing the drinking game about management, we would yeah. waste it after the Fuck scene. Because he says yeah. it like 11 times. He just is like talking about management, what management wants. He says, Ava's going back to Boston. This movie, this okay, is, so it tries to do this thing here where it's like start the story, jump back, jump forward, jump back, jump forward, but do it in like an elegant sort of way, right? Without like using, you know, chirons and things like that. Like, again, a lot of Hitman movies do, right? This is kind of a standard fucking thing. It does it so poorly. I can't under, I cannot overstate how poorly it fucking But then does again, this. It also does do that because there's a scene later where it says Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yes. And the the very first line is, oh, uh, yeah, we send her to Riyadh. It's like you could have just <laughs> done the same thing again. We would have picked up that that was Riyadh. We also get – they try to do this kind of technique where 
there's a shot of Jessica Chastain just driving or thinking mm-hmm. about something and dialogue from another scene is just yeah. played over it. Yeah. It's trying to be done in an artful way, but it's, it's pretty it, boring. It is not. Yeah. Um, so like during these kind of, I don't even think it's an opening credits sequence maybe, but um, it does kind of yeah. fill in her backstory a little bit. So we're just kind of like, who is this Ava? And we just see a bunch of headlines and things. There's one headline that says body of missing congressman. There's a bunch of shots of kids fighting. There's an article about a DUI. She joins the army. Again, she she's troubled. She's, she's, she's only a hitman because she accidentally killed some people and that's some demons. Uh, her father was awful to her. That's some demons. Right. But then also there's like these shots of kids like fighting. Right. So mm-hmm. it's also like her demons were there since she was a baby. Like she just has, a, I mean, it really, it's like how many fucking. It also does a thing where it shows all her passports. And it reminded me of Val Kilmer in The Saint, <laughs> that movie where he's supposed to be a man of many disguises, but they all just somehow look like Val Kilmer. Like this <laughs> Jessica Chastain's face in every one of these. An incredibly distinctive looking person. He's amazing. <laughs> I could just play it. So there's a hit ordered on Ava. Some nameless Euro trash assassin gets hit, says, take out Ava. Boom, bam. So we go to Ava. She's in a hotel. She's tempted by, like, alcohol. Like, she's, you know, she's always kind of, we saw that she had a DUI, so obviously she has some kind of past with alcohol. But every time she's near alcohol, like, the soundtrack of the movie gets all super heightened and everything gets all kind of intense. And she's just like, give me alcohol. It was like that Netflix Jessica Jones show where she was a a raging alcoholic for one scene every other episode. (laughs) She gets a box with money and a gun delivered to her room. It wants to be the born supremacy so bad. So does, yeah. Now she's watching a band. Yep. Doing Hey Jude. You're just like, I don't give a shit about any of this shit. <laughs> like, they, why they didn't sing- you even try to drive me in? They were singing Hey Jude? Weren't they? Well, she says Hey Jude because that's her sister's name. Oh, okay. Right. And when she says that, because I, I was I'll be like, honest, was, my notes were nonsensical. I, I did not so <laughs> recognize that. Hey Jude. Hey Jude. That was <laughs> worse than my Layla cover. But. When she said, hey, Jude, I was like, oh, God, please let this movie just now be the next uh, Across the Universe. Just It's all Beatles references. So, she yeah, said, she, she goes, says, hey, Jude, happiness is a warm gun after she kills somebody. <laughs> yeah, the lead singer of this band, it's her sister. Right away we get that they are at odds. The sister yeah. is dating Ava's ex. The sister says... Because people in this movie only talk in plot and in right. like character points and bullet points and shit. So she says, I liked you better when you were a drunk. Also, mom's in the hospital. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> literally the next scene, like they're in the fucking hospital. And th- okay, so the mom just had a heart attack, right? So the mom just, uh, Gina Davis is in full makeup, sitting upright in her hospital bed. No, right, looking absolutely luminous. Just uh, This woman had attack. no heart attack. <laughs> Yeah, they're at the hospital and they kind of talk to Ava like, what are you doing, Ava? We haven't seen you in so long. And so Ava talks about her quote unquote dream job, which is what she's, this is her cover story, is what she's led her family to believe that she's off doing some amazing job internationally. But we get instead a memory of a job gone wrong in Saudi Arabia. Uh, The job is a hit on a Saudi. She gets the job from Duke. This is Malcolm Clam. 
Says head down, powder dry. That's their their little saying there. She says that. He said that to her the first time. He's like head down, powder dry. And then there's a fucking dead body in the car uh, that she's driving. It's like, that's not head down. That's not powder dry. Head down, powder dry, body in car that you drive. I didn't even get that this was a flashback. I thought this was the next thing that happened. That's how fucking shithole this movie is. Again, yeah, it's so, like, inelegant about it, too, right? It's just so fucking poorly fucking put together. So, yeah, she's got, again, this is where it gets kind of aliasy. She's got a whole new character to play. She's got a new wig that she's wearing. She had, like, a blonde wig earlier. Now she has this long kind of auburn hair. She has a new dress. There's a new target. Um... So she seduces and incapacitates the mark again. Fucking classic Sydney Bristow, right? She tells him, uh, "I'm I'm a little slut," which is what I write on all my job applications. <laughs> right? I mean, it works. It works. Uh, and again, she questions him. I mean, we've seen it, but I guess this happened before the first time we saw it. She says, "You did something she, bad, right?" She she shoots him. Yeah, he's a fucking general of an Eastern European country. Yes, he did. He's done Saudi some bad Arabia. shit. Yeah. Is that Saudi Arabia? Yeah, but he's he's in Saudi Arabia. He's oh, not Saudi Arabia. right. He's just. She shoots him in the toes with something. And says it will look like a heart attack, and I'm like, why? He left with a woman a, that he just met on a tryst. It's People saw Martin him do that. Nice. This is very suspicious. Oh, by the way, they knew that something was going to happen, which this makes no sense. <laughs> Because his bodyguards come storming in just right. after she gives him the shot, and they start firing right away, so they knew something was up. Why did they let the man they're supposed to protect go with this woman? Right, yeah, bad idea in the first place. But yes, right before she incapacitates him with the needle, she says, you did something bad, right? Because again, this is like her guilty conscience as a hit woman, simmering to the surface. She says, I wish I knew what it was. But then after all of this moral hand-wringing, as you said, his bodyguards fucking... Jump into the place, and she has no problem wasting all of them. She like she mows people down, she slits their throat, she shoots them, she snaps their necks. Anyone who gets in her way, she's not like, "Hang on, what's your backstory? What'd you do? No, no I don't care. How'd you become a henchman? Was your dad a henchman? What happened? Do you have father?" And she's like, "No, I don't give a fuck." Boom, boom, slice your fucking throat, rip your heart out. Doesn't give a flying fuck. Like, what is this movie? I this is nothing compared to the scene near the end where she wastes a whole cathedral <laughs> of card players just to pay a debt. Because honor. Oh, boy. But yeah, job gone wrong. Post-job, she's confabbing with Malkovich again. Uh, he says, have you been using again? So now, and there's also an allusion to a past incident. So this yeah. is something that's happened before. Uh, but she's going back to Boston. Wait. She's also, is this the same time she's going back to Boston? Is this That's like what I'm saying. Time? It, is this other? It, it's not like they cut back to her in the hospital with them. Like it was like that was memory no. thing. They cut back to something else and they'd never revisit that. Yeah. The next scene that, well, at least the next one I have in my notes, maybe something else happens, but is her jogging to the hospital. <laughs> Like, yes. like, wasn't you, were you just at the hospital? <laughs> like, she oh, God the hospital, damn it. Where she meets. Common. This is her yeah. ex-boyfriend. He's now dating her sister. She goes up to the hospital again. We're still being spent a lot of time in the hospital rooms. It's an exciting fucking film. So uh, she's talking to them, talking about her life. She fixes the television, which makes everyone suspicious. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. 
Those are we, superpowers. What do you do? We see that mom likes needling them about their past. I mean, she's needling more than the cast of Train Spotting. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mom is just awful. This could could have been called Bad Moms Three. She goes to, I assume, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting where yeah. she relays a story about her father. So I guess she's symbolically killing her father, but also looking for father figures. But yes, Malkovich is her father figure, but like, also this, fucking it absolves her fucking of actually being an awful, moralist, soulless exactly. person. It's, she says this is why she joined the army, but earlier yes. it was like, no, wait, the DUI was why you joined the army. Wait, but this is why I DUI'd. What the fuck? This is where I was like, the timeline of this movie is it's fucking like, bananas. You're a murderer. Like, come on, own it. Party at Colin Farrell's house. Hey. Yeah. Ain't no party like a Colin Farrell party. What? What is Colin Farrell's job? What? This is, is okay. Management. Is he management? It, He's management, I, right? But he didn't he the have the job always. He is management, but he wasn't always management. But he's the company. Or is this the company? Are they the company? Or is he an executive in the company? They use all of those words interchangeably. Yeah. (laughs) And it seems to be a family business. A family hitman business. And he just made himself manager. Or executive. Or company. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, Either way. Dumb. (laughs) But we find that Duke... That's Malcolm Clam. He reports to Colin Farrell. And, oh, wait a minute. It's Biker Girl from the opening scene. She's yeah. There. We're at his young son's christening because, again, we talk and plot in this movie. We don't mm-hmm. have time for any of this stuff where, like, you have interesting dialogue or, like, build character or empathy. We're just talking and plot. It's his young son's christening. But also, this girl is his older daughter. Fathers and daughters, Corky. <laughs> are you parallels. getting that like are you getting it like the movie's being real subtle oh fuck dan just for all everybody listening dan just interlaced his fingers a bunch of times and the movie itself could have the director should have just got on screen and started doing like, that guys see it see it guys do it see it oh so they have a little confab malco is constantly confabbing i'm i am not gonna call him john malco clam anymore i'm calling him john malco confab can I ask why the Malka clam? What is that in reference to? It makes it a palindrome. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, gotcha. Like gotcha. our titular heroine, like Ava. Ava. Malka clam. So Colin Farrell and his daughter decide to take out Ava, even though Duke said, don't do that. Um, again, plot, 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 character bullet point, plot. We also Off find out that, that Duke withstood torture for five days. And so Colin Farrell has a soft spot for him. And this is where I'm like, the timeline of this movie, when did this happen? Because Malkovich was, we saw him in the credit sequence, was a military officer (laughs) in charge of Jessica Chastain. (laughs) This man was just in the service six years ago at the least. When did he get tortured and whatever i don't yeah exactly the timelines are nonsensical it also seems to be that like american army as an irishman that right because he talks about like this reminds me of home like so like ireland (laughs) not america (laughs) so confused oh okay so you want to proof that jessica chastain is not an athlete she goes jogging 
Yeah. It's it's not good watching her run. She did not no. go to Tom Cruise running school at all. <laughs> she didn't go. It looks I really awkward. Running like that since Rawhead Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes jogging at night. Remember Euro Trash guy who got yep. the hit order earlier? He starts running after her. She looks so awkward and slow. He catches up with her in about a half second. He starts like several blocks behind her. It just catches her in a half second. They fight a little bit. Spar, 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 spar. She knocks him over. Suddenly, she screams off like Forrest Gump. Like, you know the, the shots in Forrest Gump where like the camera tilts and all of a sudden Forrest Gump is like way fucking farther than the camera? Like, she is just a blur. Like, she's gone. She's a figurative she's blur. Then, she is a literal blur because she suddenly... He's like, oh shit, she's gone because she's a figurative blur. No, wait, she's in the fountain. He's walked yes. by a fountain and she just pops out of the fountain like, like fucking Swamp Thing. It's just like, hey, ah, and takes him out, stabs him to death. Like, it's impossible for her to be there at that point anyway, also, especially after having watched her run. Fountains aren't filled with like dark black water. No, like, what's it's clear water? Clear, see through, lit up because it's night, <laughs> and you would see this woman right in front of you, oh ready to stab you. And again, I gotta this say is though, like no, no favors done by editing or oh, cinematography, no. framing, depth of field, anything. Like it's no. amateur hour bullshit. Uh, I did. I don't know if I was supposed to be aroused, but her washing up in the fountain after murdering this man was pretty sure sure (laughs) so there's another confab with malka confab um (laughs) so now we get a dinner guess who's coming to dinner ava with her sister and common we get a strained dinner conversation the sister lashes out she leaves common leaves I don't remember what happened. It was so boring. It doesn't even register. Like, it's just it's just filler. Filler. Yeah, there's a part where Common tells her, you don't get to be that person. You get to be the person who comes here and fixes things. And Ava looks at him and is like, yeah, I know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not that person. Got it. So we go back to her hotel again. But now the sister shows up at the hotel. And she tells her that Common didn't come home. And we find out that this is happening a lot. So his behavior is not uncommon. Oh boy, damn it. Am I just adorable today or what? (laughs) So yeah, where's Common? He's not home. So she goes to a card game and right away she's known by the guy at the door, right? So so she is expecting you, but the door, it's a porta potty. It's a row of porta potties, but it's a fake porta potty entrance. And she goes down into this club behind the porta potty. Which is a church? Yeah, see, this what? is the kind of bullshit Doesn't I'm talking about. Just it's just trying to be like stylistic, like, oh, it's so She goes so down into it, but the church poignant. is just, like, it's just there. It's just a church. Like what? The truest thing this movie did was to show that every porta potty is a gamble. <laughs> and opening a door to a porta potty. The club owner is Joan Chen. I haven't seen John Chen in something in a while. But she looks fucking amazing. How yeah, is she Joan does. Chen does not age? Hey, Joan Chen, Gina Davis, Jessica Chastain. The movie's Babe City, which is just unfortunate yeah. that this movie is just awful. Um, but she has a pass. Joan Chen, the club owner. She's got a pass with uh, Ava. She wants to force Common to keep playing cards. What is this stupid <laughs> casino? Like, don't go to this casino. <laughs> I don't. This, this a, it's in a sense. porta potty church. B... 
they just make you play cards. <laughs> like, are there no other <laughs> options? <laughs> it's Boston. And they all clock J- Jessica Chastain like she just was there last week. It's been eight right. years. Yeah, right. Oh, is she expecting you? Yeah, sure. Why not? Great security. Uh, so, yeah, she wants to force him to play cards because it's the worst casino of all time. Uh, but there's a fight. So Ava fights. It's really just the worst fight choreography of all time. Again, editing and cinematography are nobody's friends here. Um, but after it's all over, which like so many of the fight scenes in this movie, it just stops for yeah. seemingly no reason. It's just over now. And now they're outside just talking and bickering. And Common says, who taught you those slick moves back there? And I was like, what? That looked really bad. <laughs> that looked awful. Like, what were you watching? Who taught you that? Get a refund. they bicker a little bit she kind of alludes to saying that maybe we could take out joan chen and kind of cancel your debt she gets a little personal with common and he says i'm not yours anymore i'm marrying your sister because again it's just plot everyone talks of plot no one (laughs) like what is who is common who is his character Nope, exactly. That's it. He's right? a guy who proposed to her once and then now proposed to her sister. All they do is talk in plot and bullet points of characters, and every character has like one to two bullet points. <laughs> the other thing is Jessica Chastain and Common have zero chemistry, like fucking devoid of chemistry. That's another thing that really comes to the fore. My wife watched this uh, with me. Thank you, Sweetie Pie, for sitting through this with me. It was absolutely awful. But she was like, I can't believe like they have no chemistry. They're supposed to no. have a whole past. And you're just like, you just met each other for the first time on set today, didn't you? <laughs> you know, like, it's nothing. You got nothing here. So she goes to a bar to drink. Dun, 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 dun. But no, last second, she's like, Woof. Ah, whoa, hang on, whoa. She's like, okay, uh, no, we're good. So she, she comes in there and she's after this big fight in the church casino and not that the hotel bartender should say something because she's a guest of the hotel you like you keep your head down but this woman has visible bruises and split lips sure. <laughs> maybe ask if she's all right, she's all right. does anything? she need some help can i call someone for you anything at all so malkovich goes back to company management's house this is called Farrell. i just decided that his character is actually named company management his name is actually Company Edward Management. <laughs> they call me Company Management. <laughs> no way this was shot the same day as that previous scene of them there. <laughs> and no way were they ever on set together at the same time. It's fucking awful. Duke finds out that Saudi Arabia wasn't a mistake. Which, what? I don't, like how? She asked him, what? Okay, sure. It wasn't, all right, you say so, bud. You say so, whatever. He also says that the executive assigned to close Ava's account failed to deliver the memo and choose an HMO from the company dental plan. What? Uh, Get it? They're a business. They're a business. (laughs) Bureaucracy of killing. And he says, because we're too fucking stupid to get it, this is business. <laughs> Interrupted by a child, like a, uh, his, uh, his youngest son. Remember, he's the youngest son, so he's treasured, not like the daughter. She's the older daughter. And uh, remember plot and uh, character bullet points. Uh, so the kid runs in. He runs out. They beat up Malka Clam. 
Colin Farrell knocks him down. Their stuntmen and their body doubles get a real good work. But but Malkovich gives Colin Farrell a good fight in in this scene. And I'm not I'm not saying that there's not a septuagenarian alive who couldn't kick my ass. I'm not saying that. But it damn sure wouldn't be John Malkovich. Probably I can not tell Malkovich. you that. Yeah. Looking at those moves, that's movie magic. <laughs> it really is. Except not magic, just awful. Yeah. <laughs> because magic implies possibly some kind of uh, convincing illusion, but this is not. This is business. Back to Gina Davis's hotel room. Or, pff, dumb. Back to Gina Davis's hospital room. And there's a card game in the hospital room. This is very exciting stuff. This is so boring. They just talk about, you know, dad and how mom just apologizes for choosing turd dad over Ava. Um, well, she doesn't really apologize. She sort of semi-apologizes. She acknowledges. She just explains that she knew. She acknowledges. She's like, I, don't I know. get I, it. I suck. To me, this was the one scene where I was like, you know, Jeannie Davis is too good for this material. I mean, she's, she's actually working here. It looked good. There was some sort of emotion. It was boring. Don't get me wrong. Where it is in the movie, it, it's just a, it's an absolute just death knell of a scene. And this is also Ava knows people are after her. She's sitting with her mom next to an open window. It's like you're not really a good She's top not secret great assassin. At hiding. She's not great at hiding. Uh, we go back. It's Duke. He's alive. Not for long. He's in chains. Uh, Colin Farrell monologues about. Whatever. He says, this reminds me of home. This is that scene. His his estate out in the woods where he's, you know, conducts his management business. Um, he tells Duke that he's going to Boston to deal with Ava himself because, again... Why? We only talk what? in plot. And then he TikToks Duke's death. Yes. <laughs> he literally just, like, gets it on his phone, TikToks it. It's like, puts does it, a boomerang. Does <laughs> Duke goes into the water, comes back out of the water, goes into the water, comes back out of the water. So he said Duke's dead, and then he takes off to go get Ava. Wait, no, because then he calls Ava Uh and taunts her over the phone. Why? What's the angle here? You got to break. Company management. Breakdown in Colin Farrell's whole plan is just fucking bananas. It's really bad. It's not a good plan. I don't know if this is exactly where we find out, but they we, we kind of find out, we found out somewhere along the way, possibly in the scene, that they're both disciples of Duke. They were both we know like that a little taught earlier. by, I, I, I mean, the movie, again, is so like clunky about this stuff, but they were both taught by Duke, which means that Colin Farrell, like, as management, assuming he's company management, leapfrogged John Malkovich yes. at some point. Like, he was reporting to Malkovich, and then Malkovich was reporting to him. Awkward. <laughs> you had to know the hint was coming at some point, Malka Clam, kind of on you. And is he really his uncle? <laughs> we don't know. Why not? Fathers, daughters, and uncles. That's Fathers, Ava. daughters, uncles, commons. So common, uh, Ava makes out with common. She's like, come on, come away with me. Because she finds out Colin Farrell's going to come kill her. So she's like, come on and run away with me. And he says... Judy's pregnant because this is all that they fucking does is say story. Hey, but even this, it tra- they try to absolve Ava. Judy's pregnant. We weren't even trying. So it's like she's still not that bad of a person for trying to snake her sister's uh, fiance away. Oh, yeah. No, it was an because accident. Had like they been the sperm, trying, I, I ejaculated sperm into her vagina. I wasn't trying. <laughs> like, I wasn't what? trying. Your fucking intentions matter very little at that point, <laughs> sir. I don't want to, like, 
get into the whole science of the thing, but like trying spying, Hercules, Hercules, like it doesn't fucking matter. But I still, I wanted to see Common just be like, so are we still doing this? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he says, Judy's pregnant. I'm going to stay with Judy. So Ava, feeling some emotions, decides she's going to go and take out the Porta Casino, which is in a church, which is a nightclub now. (laughs) What? 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 They're just having raves in the church of casino, Porta Potty. Fucking dumb fucking movie. Joan Chen is in a back room. I don't know if they thought this was like exotic or sexy or something, but she's in a back room just watching people sort of freak a little bit yeah just run a freak train she's like like, uh, (laughs) she's a chaperone in an eighth grade dance just watching like a bunch of horny 13 year olds rub genitals on each other don't do that no way (laughs) six inches between you so jessica chastain comes in calls out joan chen and we get jc on jc and it's damn bad joan chen's not unfamiliar with that kind of scene work <laughs> but it's a really bad if looking walls could fight talk. it's all dark with like lights everywhere to obscure the fact that everyone's really bad yeah um ava gets the drop of course because she's just a badass and she monologues that you know because she just tried to run off with her sister's man she's now capable of anything but she spares Joan Chen after, again, having mowed through a bunch of just underlings who who gives a fucking shit about their backstory. They're just Maybe none of them were killers. <laughs> right? I don't fucking know. And she just says, I'm going to spare you. Now we're square. Commons debt is paid. So she goes back to her hotel room. More mini bar temptations. And this time, finally, she gives in to her temptations. It's now just daytime. This is, again, the movie fucking is just a catastrophe of, like, all kinds of things, including continuity. It's just daytime now. Sure, whatever. She is like, I'm drinking now. Yes. From the minibar. From the minibar. This is the worst thing any human can do. If, if you're going to go <laughs> jump off the wagon, do it the most expensive way possible with $40 <laughs> shot bottles. That's the end of her rope. She can sink no lower than drinking from a hotel minibar. I think we all get that. So she is ready to kill herself when Colin Farrell comes in and is like, I'm going to kill you. Because he loves to announce that he's going to kill you. So dub. This sparks a big gunfight in the hotel room. She once again, I can't explain what happens, but just as in the fountain scene, her superpower is like appearing in places where no person could possibly appear. Yeah. Just and just appearing there out of like yeah. walking through walls or being invisible. No idea, but she's just there. So she gets the drop on him. Uh their doubles fight, their stand-ins fight. It looks really bad. And then again, as with every fucking fight scene in this movie, it just stops. It just, just stops her talking. And they're talking like, hey, what was we talking about? You guys just had a gunfight. Colin Farrell. <laughs> Is like you know what you're kind of okay. I see why I see why he liked you. I see why Duke liked you. It's like had you gotten to know her her earlier, maybe you could have avoided killing Duke. Maybe all of this could have just been avoided. <laughs> but of course, they just had a big gunfight in the hotel, and sure enough, an alarm sounds while they're talking, and he's like, "All right, I'm not going to not kill you. I guess out of respect, Peace. and I'm just going to leave." Right. So they both walk out, completely covered in blood. Walking yep. out of a crime scene where alarms are fu- going because of gunshots. They're covered in blood, both of these yeah. two people. They're the only two people walking away from this scene. 
covered in blood. I want to, again, stress how they're both completely covered in blood, limping away from an active crime scene. No one notices this. No, no, no one notices. They're just limping away. He is like, oh, shit, she's following me. I'm going to jump off of this pedestrian bridge. I'm now just under a freeway somehow. This, I'm like, how? See, his plan was so good. I don't get this. Good. He got to that hotel he also, to kill like, her. Didn't have a car there. Exactly. <laughs> like, she sees like, him walking walk. like blocks away. All of a sudden, he's now at the Boston's Big Dig. He's just jumped <laughs> off the freeway onto a dirt pile that's conveniently below. Breaks his kneecap. It's not a good plan, and she just shoots him. Boom, dead. Yep. That's it. So she goes back to Common. No, not for Common. She says, I'm here for my sister. So she explains, sort of, to her sister. Just gives her a bunch of money. Says, leave the country with mom. Get out of here for the baby. And her sister says, who are you? And she says, nobody that you want your child to know. I'm out of here. So Ava leaves. But she's followed by the biker girl fathers and daughters, remember? Mm. Yeah. And Duke narrates his thoughts because I guess Duke left a tape with his thoughts on death to be sent in the event of his death by who? To her sister's How? house? Where? To her sister's? What? Duke? What, what, where? What was going on in your head, Duke? But so he narrates his thoughts on his death and he says, I've never been happier and neither have I. Because fuck, this thing is <laughs> over. It's over. That's it. We can stop talking about it. Uh Ah, it's really bad. It's just, it's pointless bad. Yes. It really doesn't need to even exist. It just shouldn't fucking exist. But Quirky, before we give our ratings, any final thoughts about Ava? None. None whatsoever. None. Well, let's give our ratings. Just remind everybody, run of the mill bad film dare, next level bad double dare, and a movie that we actually like reverse dare. Quirky, what's your rating for Ava? Uh, This is a double dare because it is the worst kind of offender for me. It's something that had a chance with money and star power, and they chose to do this. And it's 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 biggest crime is just how utterly unoriginal and stupid it is. It makes no sense. Nothing. Not the timeline, the motivations, the characterizations, the action scenes were the most boring parts of this Mm -hmm. movie. Those were the parts where I severely checked out. Uh, Yeah, double dare. They're really bad. The action scenes are really bad, but the script's bad too. The direction's bad. You can kind of explain it a little bit by when you hear the backstory and you say, well, the director, like at the last second, the writer director at the last second was replaced by someone who was no business making a movie like this at all, right? right? So you're like, okay, well, yeah, no doubt that it looks clunky, but also like, what was it about the script that made anyone want to make this movie in the first place? We don't get any sense of that. It's a terrible script. It's awful. And then really when you hear about, I don't know this guy, Matthew Newton. He's Australian. But when you hear about his backstory and how he has a history of violence toward women and he has a history of alcoholism and he has an overbearing dad, you're kind of like, well, now it actually just seems kind of icky. Yeah, In addition to right. also being bad and boring and terrible. There's nothing good about this movie. I hated it. Double dare. That is all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel. But we'll be back in two weeks to review another one of your movie dares. Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com. And be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on the Schmeed. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like and rate us on all of your favorite podcast apps. 
You can read more of my movie reviews on the Dare Daniel website at daredaniel.com. Corky. Yes. What are you doing, man? You shrooming hard to the DJ feeds? What's up? What's your deal? No, I'm just, well, I am shrooming hard. I'm getting down at the Porta Potty Church Casino <laughs> discotheque <laughs> every night of the week. That's just, actually, I'm just hanging out in Porta Potties. Sure. Uh, I keep opening everyone I find just to hopefully see a casino church rave going on inside one of these days one of these <laughs> days you're gonna see it's gonna be magic when it happens so good i've Daniel. interrupted so many scared people <laughs> hey are you raving in here no <laughs> okay sorry madam for dare daniel i'm daniel barnes and i'm corky mcdonald saying fathers daughters uncles common It's all too common, if you ask me.